Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry so you can do church better. I'm your co-host, Chris Wesley, joined by the one, the only, John Ronaldo. John, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. Today's a great day. Got a little rain outside today, which we always need in the desert. So mm-hmm. I am enjoying our rainy, wet weather right now. We're, we're, we're having snowy weather, um, you know, uh, as people who live on the Northeast who are listening to this right now, uh, we've just been um, plummeted by all this snow and, and there's more to come. And um, so, but I like it. I love the winter. You know, we've talked about this. You like the summer. I like the winter. And, uh, you know, we meet in between. So, yes. um, but anyway, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of, uh, we're still, you know, still fresh in the new year, right? I mean, like, you know, it's February. So like, uh, we're, we're still, um, early January, uh, late January, early February. And, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, um, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I think some people, well, and we've talked about this before new year's resolutions, right? Some people have given up on their new year's resolutions. I think it's still a good chance to, uh, to do a do over or start over if you haven't. And, uh, and uh, because, you know, I love second chances. I love getting to try things once again. And uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, um, I'm in a season of life where I'm starting over again, um, just celebrating two years in a parish uh, that I'm working at. So it's my second two years or my, like, I should, I guess we could say my first two years of ministry again, right? And, uh, you know, we thought we would kind of continue the conversation from last episode and talk a little bit about this, but more so to those of us who have started over, who are thinking of starting over in ministry, and more so from the aspect of like maybe you're changing churches or maybe you're changing positions in the church. Um, John, you've worked in a variety of different places. You've worked for Catholic Charities. You've worked in multiple parishes before. So you've experienced this, especially not just in starting over in youth ministry, but also starting over in different ministry positions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, there are things that I have realized that I need to do no matter what my role is, where... no matter what organization I'm starting in again, that there are certain things I need to do. And we're going to, we'll talk about that, you know, but it is, it's, I think a lot of us who've been doing ministry for a long time, have probably done this where we've bounced around a little bit, you know, so we've had some different roles. Certainly our priests uh, get assigned to different parishes throughout their, their vocational career, you know, so this absolutely happens. Yeah. Are there folks of you that are listening to this that, have been at your parish for 30 years and don't plan to go anywhere. Yeah. There's those folks as well. And so, but I think it's, I think this is an important conversation for us. And those of us who have been involved in different ministries is how do we, you know, start over and what does that look like in a new, a new site, a new ministry, because it's going to be different than your previous, you know, no matter how much you may want it to be the same, or you may want it to be very different and that's fine too. But no matter how, how much you want it to be the same, it's not going to be the same. You have different personalities, different people, different structure, different way of being different demographics. I mean, everything's different. And so I think this is an important conversation when we talk about your first two years in ministry again, and what does that look like for those of us who have been around the block and have been to different places? Well, and just even talking about the changes that happen around us, I was talking to a client, um, earlier this week about um, he's, he's a youth minister. And he said in his parish, in his church, that 
or every church that he's worked for, the children's minister has only lasted for like two years. And whether it's they're leaving because of life change on their own or they're leaving because they just didn't work out, he's like that kind of turnover makes it hard because it feels like we're starting all over again. Uh, so, so there's a variety of different ways of looking at it. I think, you know, even those of you who are listening, who have been a part of your parish for 30 years, like you were mentioning, John, I think there's stuff we can pull out of it. It's like, how do you keep things fresh? You know, um, even when you've been there for a while. And then also like, you know, a little bit we can tackle too is like, when should you start over or when is it time to leave? Um, uh, and, and I know that's something that we can definitely dive into deeper at another time, but, um, uh, you know, I think uh, when it comes to starting and stopping, a lot of us, and maybe this is changing too, because, uh, but a lot of us from previous generations too always had this mindset. And I don't know if this was you, John, like the first job you took that you wanted to be a part of that job for like the rest of your life, right? That you would have that, you know, uh, 20 year, 30 year, 40 year anniversary of the job, get the chair or the watch. Or, you know, maybe I'm just like old school like that. But. I think you're old school because I think younger generations, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure younger well, generations so, think that way. But, well, no, I don't think younger generations do because there's been a lot that, that they talked about where um, I think there was a study that, that said 15 years ago, uh, the average person stayed about, you know, 10 to 15 years in a job where now it's less than five. Right. And, but it, you worked for Catholic charities. My wife worked for Catholic charities and she would always talk about, like the people they would celebrate who had been there for 25 years or when you hit your 50 year, you got like a chair with your name engraved on it and everything like that. It's like totally, it's hilarious to think about that, but you know, organizations used to celebrate longevity, you know, they used yeah. to celebrate and, and beyond five years longevity, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I, me coming from Silicon Valley, like you, you said less than five years in Silicon Valley tech world, like people would leave every 18 months you know, and oh, go yeah. to the next bigger, better thing. And like, that's just crazy. And that, that doesn't necessarily happen in church, although sometimes it does, you know, people stay a little bit longer, but the reality is, you know, this generation, and when I mean this generation, I'm talking about even, even Gen Xers, millennials, and certainly this younger generation, generation Z that's coming up. Look, the expectation is you're going to have five, 10, 15 different jobs, you know, in your lifetime. And I'm, I should, I should count and figure out how many different jobs I've had. I won't do that now, but um, I think that's the reality, you know, and, and it's, it's usually in the same field. It's not, people aren't necessarily changing fields, although that does happen, you know? So me, like I knew, I learned pretty quickly that this temporary job that I got as a youth and young adult ministry coordinator was going to be a career. Now, I don't know what the career was going to look like. I, I certainly didn't believe I was going to stay at, at my first parish forever. But I learned pretty quickly that I love this. This is what I want to be doing. And so it shifted from a temporary job until I figure out what I really want to do to this is what I really want to do. And yeah. here I am, literally, I'm at almost 20 years later, you know, where I'm still doing this. Uh, I'm doing it differently, but I'm still doing it. And I think that's really cool. I think that's fun. And, and I, I think we need to encourage that, especially in our young ministers. There are so many young ministers who leave for lots of different reasons and don't come back to ministry. But, you know, I, I think we need to encourage this, that, that this is a legitimate career uh, and, and a calling. It's a calling and a career. Yeah. And I think there's a lot that we can just pull from what you said. And the first thing is, um, you know, uh, the first time I think we get into a job, 
uh, we're we're not knowing what's what's next. We we don't um, we're thinking to ourselves like this is temporary until I find my real career. Especially if you don't find your dream job right out of college or right off the bat, right? Um, where when I started over here at uh, at St. Joseph's, where I am, I'm like, you know what? In my mind, I've got a little bit more of a tangible timetable of how long I can do this. You know, like um, I in my mind, I can see a little bit more structure over my tenure at the at the parish. Um, and I think when you're first starting out in your working like life, that it 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 kind of seems like forever is ahead of you. So you know, to commit to something for that long or for a, um, a tangible amount of time can seem kind of daunting and overwhelming, uh, for sure. And so when you're starting over, I think to say to yourself, you know what, this next job, I'm going to just, I'm going to give it a two year trial or a three year trial or a four year trial is totally appropriate because you kind of know like what happens in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things though, to give, uh, to tell people who are starting over and one thing that I've learned in my first two years, uh, again, is that it's still freaking hard. <laughs> it's hard to start over. Even though I know what I know, um, uh, what makes it hard is that the expectation to get it done quicker because you think you know what you know is, is a little bit more um, or is, is much more unrealistic than uh, before. Before when you don't know how long things are going to take, um, you're kind of willing to you know, just grind it out and fight it out where now you have a sense and you can start comparing things, that's when it gets a little bit dangerous. So if you're starting over in ministry or if you're changing your career, I I think like one of the first pieces of advice I would say is that it's hard and it's hard because you have to be aware of the comparison trap, comparing your old self to your new self. Yeah, I think that's really good. And for those of you who are listening, Chris did write an excellent, uh, uh, blog article on his website and we'll link to it and it's called my first two years of ministry all over again uh, and so I, I encourage you to read it so when you're done listening to this podcast click on the link that will be a part of the show notes and, and take a look at that article yeah uh, the comparison trap is is very easy to fall into and actually that happened to me quite dramatically is when I look I was in parish ministry for four years then I then I went to diocesan ministry for eight years then, then I, I worked in the nonprofit world for uh, three, four years, four years. Uh, and then I went back to parish ministry. And there was absolutely the expectation in my mind that it was going to be a similar experience than what I had in my first parish. I was wrong. Uh, and, and, and I don't mean that negative or positively. I was just, I totally compared and I had expectations that ended up being unrealistic. Uh, and, and that did not serve me well uh, at all when I was, quote unquote, starting over again in ministry at a new position. It actually hindered me uh, quite dramatically. And, and I think we have to be careful of that, that when we move into a new site, watch your expectations and don't fall into the comparison trap because it's not going to be the same in any way, shape or form. But be okay with that and expect that, that that's the reality. This is going to be a new normal for you and expect yeah. that. And, and that's where I would tell people to go back to our last episode and listen to the steps we would give for anyone who's starting out in ministry, right? You know, slow down, get to know other people, and immerse yourself in prayer. Um, the difference will be uh, you know how to slow down or you should know how to slow down. Uh, you know you, you have a better idea of what relationships to start looking for 
or what relationships you're trying to get for your for your ministry. And then third, you know, hopefully you're more spiritually mature. Uh, if not, like I can't help you on that one. But like, you know, um, go back to uh, almost like emptying your expectations and saying like, okay, I'm starting a fresh, a new blank whiteboard, uh, blackboard. Um, you know, I'm just jumping into this and I'm going to, um, I'm just going to allow God to, to lead me. However, know that you also have that wisdom and you know what the pain is going to feel like uh, uh, of starting over again. And because you know that pain, uh, you're going to have a little bit more wisdom. You're going to have a lot more patience than you did before. Um, but don't walk in thinking that it's going to be exactly like it was at the last parish or the last church that you were working, working for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wisdom is key. So just because it's not going to be the same doesn't mean that you can't bring that experience over and, and bring your skills over. And, and even the, the events and things in your planning processes and whatever, you can bring a lot of that over. So we're not saying you can't bring that over. That's the wisdom that you bring, that you, you now know how to create that team more intentionally or develop that ministry. Good. Bring all of that over. But, but don't just implement it the exact same way that you implemented it before uh, yeah. and, and, and realize that it's going to be different. So bring all of that. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, I was in the process of backing up my computer uh, yesterday or the day before because I'm actually going to wipe my computer clean here uh, tomorrow because it desperately needs some cleaning. But anyway, I have files in my computer from my first ministry job i have my first proposals like my the, my first yeah. outlines for like my youth group like i have all that now do i open that folder up no i really don't but i have all that keep all that you know um because have i learned so much you know since my first job yes absolutely would i do it like i did in my first job no absolutely not but i think it's fun to go back and take a look at that not only one to glean the wisdom of what can I bring to my new, new ministry, but also to realize, wow, I have grown a lot in, in 18 years of ministry. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it's fun to see that. And that actually kind of brings uh, us to the second uh, piece of advice that I, I would give people who are starting over is, you know, even if you aren't planning on starting over, be a student, be a learner. You know, um, uh, my, my dad, he's um He's 68 years old and he's in, um, you know, consulting and marketing. And one of the things that I've learned from him that I think is just incredible is the fact that um, he's like the game is in his consulting world with marketing and everything. It's always changing. Right. And, you know, even though ministry isn't based in technology um, in the same way um, and, and you can put technology aside, things are always changing, right? So you have to be learning. You have to know what's popular, what's trending, what is influencing people, what is, you know, going on in the world. Our truth, our our catechism, our Catholic faith isn't changing as drastically or changing at all um, in in areas, but like the world around us is constantly changing. And if you are not a student, then you're going to have a hard time readjusting. Uh, you know, um, and, and part of that is also your age. Like when I first started out in ministry, I was 23 years old. Uh, when I restarted again, uh, I was 36 years old, you know? And so, um, you know, when I was 23 years old, I was the youngest on staff as a 36 year old, you know, I 
not the well i'm still kind of the youngest on the staff, <laughs> but i mean like you know i'm also a parent uh, i'm married um, i have a mortgage you know like where when i was 23 years old it was easy for me to be aware of pop culture with teenagers because i was still immersed in that right i was still a part of that you know as, as someone who now goes to bed at like 8 30 at night um i'm not so much immersed in in pop culture Unless, uh, you know, I'm connected to John Ronaldo, who is my pop culture uh, guru. So oh, if, if I'm your guru, you have huge problems, my friend. Look, I couldn't even keep up with it when I was <laughs> in my 20s. Like, I certainly, look, when American Idol was going strong, that's how I knew what songs were popular. Because I would watch American Idol with my wife. And so I'm like, oh, okay, so that's a popular song. Oh, I know that song. So when a kid brought it up and mentioned it, it's like, I know that song. Or I know that artist, right? Well, now American Idol's gone. Now I'm like, I have no clue like what current music is today and, and who's out there. So uh, unless it's like Disney movies, which that I know well, <laughs> that world I know because of the phase of life my kids are in. Look, if it's not Disney, uh, I don't know at all anything of pop culture. So I'm worthless, which I'm okay yeah. with, by the way. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my younger clients don't know this, but I learned so much from them when they're like, yeah, I was using this app or music. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pretending like I know it. And then I'm Googling <laughs> it while I'm talking to them. And then they explain it to me. And I'm like, okay, now I'm in the know and, and everything. But um, yeah, well, but that also, like starting over as a youth minister in particular, um, the skills I used as a 23 year old, which was a lot of my energy mm. and a lot of my enthusiasm, like I'm just tired all, a lot. Um, and so as You're an old man now, as, a, as an older. <laughs> gentlemen uh you know it's i you know i've still got enthusiasm but it's just not at the same level so i have to like run a ministry in a very different model than i did when i was 23 years old that's really good insight and i haven't thought about that because <laughs> i i am highly energetic because i'm an extrovert so you get me around people you know I, i'm go and i can go for a while now i may get home and and crash right because i've been on quote unquote on stage all day in front of people you know, but, but that wisdom is huge. It's like how you lead and how you minister changes as you age. And it may be because I'm more tired, you know, but part of it is also the wisdom to know that it's not all about me. Right. And so the, the whole, the whole image of the Pied Piper, right. We have that image of the Pied Piper where you have this person who has a little flute and all the mice, you know, come, you know, following the Pied Piper to wherever, right. That that is a, 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 a a mo that is actually a model of ministry. It's not a good model of ministry, but it is a model of ministry because we have bring all this energy. And I think that's what's cool about the wisdom that we bring into our next place is that we know now, or at least we should know now, that it's about developing the leaders around me so that it's not just about me, right? right. And, and I think that <clears throat> we need to ask that question. We need to be thoughtful of that no matter where we are in our career, is my ministry about me? Because if it's about me, then we have a problem, you know? Right. Uh, and, and so some of the wisdom that we shared in the previous episode works again here in this episode is like, you've got to take time to get to know people and develop that team and what that team looks like. Part of it is because, you know, Chris, you're getting older, man. So you just can't do it all on your own anymore. Oh man. This is heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> I'd say I'd go emotionally eat right now, but I would gain a lot more weight than I did when I was 23 doing that. Um, but no, I mean, like in addition to that too, one of the things that we can learn from starting over again is also looking at 
how we left our last ministry, right? Um, and, and, you know, not to contradict what we're saying about comparing yourself, don't compare yourself. But if you look at your last ministry and see that it's fallen completely apart, or maybe it's thriving, and, and again, it's not all down to you, but you do have an influence in that, you can say to yourself, okay, the ministry is doing X, Y, or Z because I did, you know, A, B, or C. Um, what are the, those things that I've learned from my last position that I got to make sure that I do here? And what are some things I learned from my last position that I make sure I don't bring over? Like, you know, how can I hit the reset button um, in that regards? And, and so, you know, age being a part of it, realizing that I can't just will myself through with all of my youthfulness to make a program run. I have to rely a lot more on delegating and communicating clearly, you know? Um, and so I think it's important, even if you're only at that position for three or five years, to look at that last job and say, okay, how did I leave that off? Like, am I happy? Like, did I really replace myself? Was I truly a steward? And what are some of the good habits? What are some of the bad habits that um, I should address now that I'm starting over as well? Yeah. What you're talking about is good, thoughtful reflection and evaluation, right? Which I think is so valuable. And, and I think you should literally create that list, exactly what you said, create a document that says, okay, and even when you're in, still in your first ministry or your second ministry or whatever, you know, when you, when you go through a learning experience, write down, okay, what are, I would do this again. This went really well. I would do this again, you know, so, so write it down. And then when you have a horrible experience or something doesn't go the way that you want it, write it down says, I, I wouldn't do it like this again, right? So, so take that reflection and bring that to your new ministry setting, you know, what worked and what didn't. And again, it's going to be different because it's, it's new faces, it's new people and whatnot. But I think that's important. I think, and I am guilty of this as much as anybody. I run from thing to thing to thing and I do not thoughtfully reflect and therefore, what, what is happening is when I don't take the time to reflect is I don't glean the learnings that I've just experienced, right? Yeah. Uh, and and that's, that's sad. You know, um, you know, John Maxwell says, experience, you hear the statement, experience is the best teacher. John Maxwell said, experience is not the best teacher. Yeah. He, said, he says, evaluated experience is the best teacher. Right. And I, you know man, I like to race from thing to thing to thing, but I, I've got to take that time out more to reflect and to evaluate. If we're not evaluated in our ministry on a regular basis, we're, we're creating a lid on, on how good our ministry can grow, how high our ministry can go. And I, I think that's really an essential part of it. And so when you leave a job to start a new one, spend some time in thoughtful reflection. Okay. What worked well, what did it in my past experience? And then you bring that wisdom more intentionally to the next, to the next place. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I would say stay in touch with people from your previous position. I mean, if you're married, like your spouse can help with this for sure. Um, but stay in touch with people from your previous experience and just say like, Hey, at my last job, did I do X, Y, or Z or what did I do? Well, just to kind of, again, um, give yourself that basis of, of how you move forward. Um, you know, an awesome tool that I, I've used, John, for reflection, we're talking about reflection is the Monk Manual. Um, you know, it just kind of came out recently from Stephen Lawson. But uh, if you go to monkmanual.com, check it out. Um, it's a really good tool to sort of evaluate, you know, uh, your priorities uh, instead of just jumping from thing to thing to thing to really slow things down as well. Um, but I think when you're starting over, um, even more so than when you're first starting, you have to be able to slow that process down. Like I think slowing down is 
is even more important to be uh, cognizant of versus starting out fresh. And I think that's because starting over, um, and, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, there's that expectation that you can get things done quicker because you've done it before. Um, and, you know, I, I equate it to like cooking, right? Or baking. You know, just because you've made a loaf of bread before doesn't mean it's going to bake any quicker than you did the first time, right? You know, or you like you for bread baking, a key is kneading it for 10 minutes, right? Just because I know how to knead and I'm more, I'm much better at kneading doesn't mean it's going to take less than 10 minutes. It's the same thing with ministry. Uh, same thing with most jobs. You know, just because you've done it before doesn't mean you're going to do it quicker. You can do it more efficiently. You can do it more calmly. You can do it, um, you know, with a little bit more relaxed, but it's just not going to get done um, quicker. And I think that's okay to, to deal with. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, and, and then also just, uh, I think, recognizing the fact that your environment, your obstacles are different. Even if you're starting over in a different position in your same exact church, like the way that you function is going to be different. And that doesn't mean you should hold back things that you learned from your last job. Um, it doesn't mean that you should like not bring some of the things that you know better, but also know that the fact that some people aren't going to understand um, your ideas as well as they did at the last place, because you also have to build up that rapport, uh, that chemistry uh, between your coworkers. Yeah, well said. Uh, I, and, and just to back up what we said previous episode, that still holds true today. Make sure you have regular meetings with your new supervisor. Mm -hmm. 30 minutes every week. Understand you know, their expectation. Understand what they want from you. Uh, that is absolutely essential as well. So uh, yeah, Chris, good topic here. Your first two years in ministry again, you know, it's a different world when you change from one ministry job to the next. And so, uh, I think we need to be mindful of what that looks like and how we set ourselves up for success when we're starting in ministry again. So again, uh, we'll link to this, but Chris has a great blog article on, on marathon youth ministry, uh, you know, on his first two years of ministry all over again. So check that out as well. Um, but yeah, I'm excited and I'm excited to hear your feedback. So if you're listening to this, you know, and, and you've, you've transitioned from one job to another and, and maybe you're in the midst of this or you have some learnings, definitely encourage you to send some of those thoughts our way. You could do it by emailing us uh, questions at the church podcast.org or let's get some dialogue going on Twitter uh, at John Ronaldo and you're at Chris R. Wesley. Is that right? Correct. So, yeah, at Chris, R. Wesley. At Chris R. Wesley. So yeah, let's get some dialogue on Twitter as well and talk about that. What I love about Twitter is that Twitter is open. And so, you know, we, you, we start conversing and then other people kind of get involved in the conversation as well. So if you have any thoughts on this topic or any other topic, don't be afraid to shoot them our way in either one, either one of those ways. Uh, Twitter, certainly Twitter for me. I love Twitter. Um, but, you know, Chris may like Facebook better. Now you like Instagram better. You're going to have to find me on Instagram, either at Chris R. Wesley or Marathon Youth Ministry um, or, uh, you know, Facebook at Marathon Youth Ministry. Um, but, yeah, uh, shoot us your questions at questions at the church podcast. And, and remember, when you're starting over, yeah, it, it's going to be rough, but it's worth it. It's going to take time, but it's worth it. Um, and it's just like we said last episode, God has you there for a reason. So uh, definitely check us out at thechurchpodcast.org. Uh, download us on iTunes uh, and, uh, you know, leave us a review. Let us know uh, how we're doing. And if you have questions or if there are guests or topics that you want to talk about in the future, uh, we thank you all for, for what you do in ministry. We're so glad that uh, you have invited us to be a part of that as well. 
um, and know that you are in our prayers. Um, again, if you want to check out the last episode, we talk about starting out fresh. And in this episode, it's starting over again. Uh, thank you guys again for joining us. Uh, let's close us in prayer. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you so much for the opportunity to serve your church. Uh, whether this is our first parish or our 10th parish, Lord, um, I ask that you give us wisdom, that you give us insight and allow us to figure out how to best serve your people, how to best share your gospel, how to best share the truth, Lord, that you have given us. Um, God, I pray that you give us strength, you give us wisdom, and you give us patience, that you allow us to know that you have us right where you need us. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for everything that you've given us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.